Hey there! Welcome to the Imperfectly Pollyanna podcast. I am your host, Courtney, a faith-filled homeschool mom of two, licensed medical professional, certified health coach, and eternal optimist. Here at the podcast, we talk about real life, always imperfect, but always finding the good. Today, I am recording once again, as many times before, from my van. And I've already heard some neighboring dogs barking and some vehicles going by. On top of the fact that I'm just now getting over some weird weather change, cold crud. (laughs) So if you hear background noises or you think that I sound weirder than normal, Well, thank you anyway for being here, and that's the reason. So recently, we've been talking about priorities, putting on the armor, and both being and raising warriors. Today is no different. However, at times, it may seem questionable as to where I'm going with it. But as always, hang in there. I'll connect the dots eventually. At the time I am recording this episode, the verdict in the Kyle Rittenhouse case has been given and found him not guilty. No, I am not going to talk about that case specifically, but it did get me to thinking. Well, actually, my thoughts had already been going in a certain direction, and this just sort of pushed it even further. If you pay attention, even just a smidge, to current events and how they have impacted our society over the last several years, well, I feel like our entire lifetime, but specifically the past few years, it seems that about the time one incident starts to simmer and people quiet their rage, something else happens and the waves of turmoil begin again. It's exhausting, isn't it? Sure, some may say that it's a bit tinfoily to think that way or conspiracy junk, but... I trust that if you are listening to me right now, there is a part of you that is at least open to what I have to say. I'm not saying there's some group of people who force every little thing to happen and cause dissent among the people, though that wouldn't be out of the question in some instances. But what I am saying is that there are people who will take advantage of a situation in order to cause chaos in order to gain power. Gasp, so shocking, right? It is a part of human nature to be selfish. And throughout time, we have seen people fight for power and control, from the playground to the politician. I feel like that could be on a shirt somewhere. (laughs) It also seems pretty obvious that the quickest way to control a certain group of people is to feed their fears, their insecurities, or do the whole conquer and divide thing. If people can be at odds with each other, then unity will never occur. And if unity never occurs, then naturally people will look for someone to take the lead. It happens on a scene at work many times. We arrive and there is chaos. People are barking orders. Command is being established until someone steps up and takes control. Then everyone follows the one in charge because no one wants to deal with upheaval. Over the past couple of years, there has been a lot of chaos. Am I right? First, there was the beginning of the pandemic. People were afraid, understandably. They were afraid of the unknown, the uncontrollable, all that. So what happened? There was fighting, 
over what the president said or didn't say, did or didn't do, etc., etc. And once that sort of toned down, then it was arguing over lockdowns. Should they happen? How long? What should they look like? What about masks? What worked? What didn't work? Preventative measures, holistic options. One minute, healthcare personnel were hailed as heroes. I remember seeing all those touching videos as the public would, like, remember they would gather outside of hospitals and pray or sing and clap for those who were working the front lines. Ah, those were the days. Then there was arguments over shootings. What was okay to protest? Who was allowed to protest? What was allowed (laughs) at the protest? And we begin hearing about COVID cases rising or falling, vaccinations coming, and then the arguing began to occur about who should get them, when someone should get them, which company should you get them from. There was lashing out at those who chose not to get it, belittling choices of opposing views. And we can't forget the arguing and, well, just plain awful and hateful words that were spewed about those who stood up for their rights, their children's rights, without backing down. Reading about medical people who flat out said that if they had someone come in that was unvaccinated, then they wouldn't treat them. And I'm not sorry to say that the words I have seen come across my social media by people I personally know are absolutely vile and mind-blowing. I'm convinced that fear has taken over so many people's ability to think with a clear head, and all that can come out is a reaction a reaction to that fear that is bubbling inside of them. Oh, and let's not forget to mention that parents are suddenly seen as terrorists because they believe they have a say in what goes into their child's education. How dare they? I really do think people completely lost their mind on this one. I saw this meme. It wasn't really a meme. It was just an image of someone's tweet or something. And It says something about, quote, you blew off meet the teacher, you skipped the parent-teacher conference, you said no to the PTO, you've never even seen your child's classroom, but you want parental control. You might want to try parental involvement first, end quote. Okay, give me a break. You're telling me that since a parent can't make every single thing or be involved in every single thing, or maybe up until now a parent has had such trust in the educational system that when they begin to question it, then they have no rights? There is no point in the history of ever when a parent doesn't have the right to step in and say enough when it comes to what is happening to or with their children. Don't give me that. Seriously. Also, I feel like the person who said that quote doesn't know one bit about any or all of the parents who have been speaking out and speaking up for their children. I'd be willing to bet that there are plenty of them who have done the PTO thing, met the teacher, come to the conferences, been to the classroom, been involved, and are also sick and tired of being told how to raise their own children by a system that has taught them that they aren't smart enough to do so. So now, now we come to the Kyle Rittenhouse case. I know, talk about changing gears. The arguing over COVID, vaccinations, 
parents' rights has not really calmed down any, but people have been managing to talk about other things. Then they announced the verdict of not guilty. Whether you agree with what Kyle did or not, he had the right to a fair trial and he got one. I have actually been on a jury before and it was not a fun case. In fact, it made me want to vomit when I heard what it was about. However, it was our duty to decide if the prosecutor presented the case, leaving no shadow of doubt to prove what the charges were. That didn't happen, and we decided this person was not guilty. I honestly pray that we made the right decision, and I still think about that on occasion. When I saw the verdict this week about Kyle, I was honestly relieved. If you'd watched any of the trial, including the reading of the verdict, you can tell that his emotions and reactions were real. I think it's important to really learn to read someone, and I personally felt he was genuine. But that's not why I'm bringing this up today. The reason is actually because when I finished watching the verdict, I thought, well, this will be a new media heyday on causing dissent. Sure enough, I get onto social media, and while there were several who were happy about the results, I began seeing a few posts that were... Well, not so happy. There is nothing that evil would like more than to keep people in turmoil and at each other's throats. Because again, where there is fear, there cannot be love. If the media can give enough headlines or repetitive phrasing enough that it gets into people's subconscious, then they've done their job. The reason being is that the more they can get people to talk about engage in or share their stories, the more it feeds their ego and need for power. And that is not just the media doing that, but I think that goes without saying. One thing that keeps getting brought up over and over and over, no matter what the latest breaking news story is, is people using the key phrases of judge not or who are you to judge or The Bible says, judge not, lest you be judged. And you know what? It sure does say that. But here's where I'm going with all this. Yes, Jesus said to judge not. He also said he did not come to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. There are several verses about not judging others and removing the plank from our own eyes before trying to remove the speck in someone else's. All of this is from the Bible. It is important and imperative that we read God's word every day, consistently. Not because that will make us a better Christian, but because we will not have the tools or energy for putting off evil if we are not fueling ourselves with the truth every single day. It's the same thing as eating your fruits and veggies. It makes a difference in how your body can fight off disease. But what does that have to do with all the arguing and the chaos and all of that? You may think I'm going to say that it means we need to armor up to fight the good fight. And that's not incorrect in saying that we should do that. But that's not where my head is right now. So many times I am reading comments about how Christians are quick to judge and are hypocrites because they shouldn't be judging. But... Have you ever paid attention to who is saying those things? Have you ever given any thought at all? 
while there are some exceptions, I would be willing to say that there are mainly two types of people who quickly and proudly spout those phrases. The first person is someone who either grew up in the church or had a relationship with God at one point in their life and was so badly hurt by those who they trusted that they turned away. And then the second person would be someone who doesn't believe in God at all. And actually, now that I think about it, there's probably that third person, that person that they say they believe in God. They, they call themselves a Christian. They go to church, maybe not regularly, or maybe they do go regularly, but they're not actively seeking the Lord, seeking his guidance, getting into the word. They're just kind of like wearing the title and not practicing what they preach. But that means that those people who tell you Jesus says not to judge, those people who make you doubt your ability to raise your children because you feel convicted about it, those people who lash out in anger and hatred about those with opposing views and unable to imagine being in your shoes, they are not serving the God you serve. So, why are you allowing people who don't even believe or serve the Lord tell you what is and isn't the quote-unquote Christian way or quote-unquote right way to do things? Why are you permitting the world to slither into your head and tempt you to doubt what you know is right? The very people who are saying not to judge are judging you. And why are they doing that? Because they are lost. Lost in their anger, their confusion, their fear. While the Bible says not to judge, it also calls us to go to our fellow believers in love and keep them accountable. In the same way, we are not called to lash out at anyone who opposes us. There's a scripture that talks about a soft word turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. And how true that is. Lashing out at someone, bullying, belittling, threatening, none of those truly accomplish anything. It is so difficult to tame our tongues when we are passionate about something. And there is no greater wrath than a mama who is protecting her babies. Well, other than the Lord defending his children. I guess you could say we learned from our father, huh? But in the way that we are not to judge, we should not allow the world to decide what we've been called to do. We love them, sure. We love our enemies, as hard as it may seem, actually as hard as it is. Let's just be honest. Those people who make us want to scream and, well, let's just say respond in a way that is not appropriate for this podcast. (laughs) However, when we are faced with decisions... When we are looking forward to see what the next step should be, we should not be looking to the world for those answers. See, I don't need Facebook to tell me how to raise my kids. I don't need Twitter telling me I'm a horrible parent or Christian for choosing to protect my children from unnecessary medical procedures. I don't need Instagram To tell me I am the scum of the earth if I don't support all the rainbow of causes. 
I don't need TikTok to validate whether I'm hip with the times. And yes, by saying hip with the times, I recognize I am not, in fact, that. (laughs) There is no point in history when everyone got along and no one had opposing views. Well, outside of being in the Garden of Eden before Adam and Eve totally screwed that up. We can love people without compromising our own convictions. We can hold fellow believers accountable without condemning. Is it easy? Absolutely not. There are many days when my anxiety and emotions threaten to control every word that comes out of my mouth. But there's a balance. Because we cannot simply lay down and take the world, compromising all of the things we know in our hearts to be wrong, and fade into just simply existing. We cannot allow that to happen, friend. We have a job to do. We are called to make a difference, to love people, to love them, to know the Lord. And if you are someone who has struggled with having faith in God, who you feel either has let you down or doesn't even exist, I want you to know that you are listening for a reason. That reason is that the God who you doubt still loves you and is pursuing you at all costs. Evil is on the pursuit to control. Control our children, our families, our community. And if we simply sit back and stay silent, that's going to happen. We have been chosen to do more than that. Don't allow the world to have you doubting your abilities to make a difference. Even if your children seem like they are so far away, don't give up on them. Don't give up on yourself. Don't give up on God because he sure hasn't given up on you. From now on, every time a new hot topic comes up in the media, I want you to think back to this episode and remember me saying, this is being talked about in this way in order to cause chaos, doubt, and fear. However, Also, remember me saying to you, you have been chosen and have a job to do. Stand strong. Stay firm. Fear is a liar and God is in control. I want to encourage you that if you are struggling with making the decision or adjustments to what you feel the Lord is leading you to do, this could be with your kids homeschooling, job, whatever, please reach out to me. Let me pray with you. I will help however I can. I believe in you, and I believe that you have been called to do amazing things, make a difference, speak out in love, stand up for truth, and don't let the world tell you what the Bible says. I am hoping this podcast finds those needing encouragement, support, or community. And if that's you, you found a friend. I'd love if you shared this episode with someone or many someones. Share with all the people. You can connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, or via email. I'll put the links in the show notes for you. Thank you for being here. I hope you'll continue showing up as we find the good together. Remember, you are loved. And I am glad you're here. See you next time.